Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. WTIC. By the thing, by the boom. It's the Todd Feinberg Show. I think you need to listen to the voice of reason. Reason. We're always streaming on the Odyssey app. It's WTIC News Talk 1080. Thank you, Todd, and God bless America. It's, it's the Todd Feinberg Show right now. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Later. Oh, man. I get to start every afternoon with Gladys. That's cool. Oh, I love this. I love this week for news. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not the news I celebrate, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. Obviously not happy about what happened on Monday night in the football game. But I, you know, this, this the news cycle today is a happy one on Hamlin. He's the news is good. He woke up. He became conscious once again and was asking about football. And what happened with the game? What a remarkable thing. But, you know, 24-year-old bodies, they can bounce back. They can bounce back. There's just, it's a wonderful week. I, I don't take it personally, this stuff that's happening in Washington. I take it as an opportunity to understand better the corruption and indignities of the federal government and the state government and every government, the, the natural order of things when it comes to government and consolidated centralized power. And I love pondering, you know, like uh, you have a situation like this and you listen to the news. By the way, news coverage. I'm, I'm jumping around too much, but I'm just so excited about this. Uh, well, actually, I'm not supposed to be talking right now. I forgot. We're doing rants right now. So let me t- let me push these topics back a couple minutes and let's get the rants going. And and if you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. 860-529-842. The rant line number 860-751-4698. We're going to do the rants now because, because it's Friday and the last hour, the 5 o'clock hour, when we normally try to get the rants in, is... That's the food hour today. It's order up. All right. So that's why we're going to do rants right now, right off the top, right at the beginning. And here we go. Maybe it's just me, but it might be to the Democrats benefit to throw McCarthy a few votes to confirm him as Speaker of the House. It's inevitable that sooner or later, Republicans will settle on someone. So why not embarrass the Republicans by overriding the Republican holdouts and getting McCarthy the position? 
That would be fun if they did that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be interesting if they do that? <laughs> they could do like they did in the election. Help the people they thought were most dangerous get elected. So then they could be appalled at the people who Republicans elect. They could play that kind of game. But I wouldn't put it past them. I just think they're celebrating right now. They think that somehow their partnership with the media and their ability to get the media to treat this like it's some big disaster. Oh, no. The government has is, is closed down when the House can't operate with no speaker. We haven't had a government for three days. How are we supposed to surprise survive this? They like that narrative. Todd, you and Len Susio were talking about uh, what a joke affordable housing is uh, yesterday. Well, yeah, he was, and, and uh, he reminded me that there was a unit, when he was still in the state Senate a few years ago, there was a, a building being developed in Hartford, I believe it was. I could be wrong about the location. But he went to visit it, and it was, he said yesterday it was 10 units that came down to like $450,000 per unit for affordable housing. For which they would bill 150 bucks a month or something like that. I mean, it, it's it's mind-boggling, the way they burn money. And as Len was pointing out, it's it's money that hurts poor people the way it's being spent because you could have many many units for that amount of money. Uh, yesterday, so here's the easiest way. If you ever want to hear what a joke it is, uh, all you have to do is take the square footage of the project. If it's new or renovations, the price changes per square foot. But for instance, an example in Hartford, there were nine buildings renovated on Vine Street, I'm very familiar with. It was 84,000 square feet. The project was $5.3 million. It came out to about $60 per square foot. That was in 1998, all right? All right, say that again. It came, let me, let me just back this up. It came out to how much back? Then, how much per square foot? It came out to about $60 per square foot. Okay. That was in 1998. Yep. All right. Right now, the price per square foot is $60 24 hours later. No change 24 years later. And what's the explanation? There were a lot of palms being greased back then. And a lot of palms being greased? There were a lot of palms being greased back then. In fact, you know who the... Who the money guy was to make it all happen, or Tell one me. of the guys to make it all happen? Who? Eric Coleman, Senator Eric Coleman, former Senator Wait a Coleman, second. who's going to run for mayor. So even back then, 24 years ago, this guy was a mover and shaker. So this is Eric Coleman. This is the guy who, the former state senator who who the the mayor coordinated his announcement that he wasn't going to re- run for re-election. He coordinated that announcement with former state senator coleman right so so there's an inside job going on here but that's how you do it get the square footage and then divided by the money spent and it's almost you could build a luxury home for back then anyway 24 years ago you you literally could have built a luxury home for that money thanks todd isn't that amazing they just love squandering your money and telling you how much they love you and how much they care about what they're doing for you they're just so pleased with themselves they're just so happy with themselves. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. Hey, uh, Todd, this is Jerry from Naugatuck. I just want to commend, uh, it's Thursday night. Uh, I just heard uh, the last half hour 
uh, with Reese. Uh, he was so serious and introspective. I, I'll tell you, he opened my eyes regarding uh, regarding Trump supporting uh, McCarthy and other and the other attributes that he uh, discussed. Uh, it was uh, refreshing. I'll tell you, and you you held him to his feet as far as uh, the questions and, and and so forth. But uh, that was that was a great great insight, great interview. That's all I got to say. And uh, thanks for everything you do. All right, bye bye. Jerry is the nicest guy in the world. Jerry, I, I hope you have like thirteen kids because you you uh, you're good at infusing self esteem into other human beings. Words matter. Ned Lamont, talking about the gas tax. It was costing the state a million dollars a day. Talk about lack of empathy. He should have been saying million dollars saving the taxpayers a day. You mean he was saying it cost the state a million dollars a day to forgive the tax? And as if that was the state's money. And and he was angry about not having it. Yeah, that that's not very bright. Hey, I was the American patriot. Basking in my glory, watching this clown show that is the the new Republican clown party with Trump driving the clown car. I got my blanket, my popcorn and my beer, and I'm all ready for another vote here. This is just beautiful. You got what you asked for. You nominated Trump. These 20 holdouts that are on here, they're all the radical right Trump nuts. You got what you wanted when you voted for Trump. You're the one who's obsessed with Trump, though. You talk about him more than anybody else. It, apparently, he's all you think about. You're so excited by him. It's it's uh, confusing how you think you hate him, but you're in love with him. Humans are really interesting creatures, aren't we? We are just so interesting. I mean... He's all turned around. He's all backwards. I don't get how that works. I really don't. Oh, all right. Yes, we will take calls and we will um, accept your rants 24-7, the rants. 860-751-4698. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great time at the inauguration ball. This is Ned Lamont here. And uh, we're just, uh, quiet, quiet, Susan, quiet over there. We don't need to hear. We heard you enough last night. <laughs> yeah. So now that I'm the governor again, officially, and, uh, you know, we got to start working on those taxes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we said we were going to give you a, a tax break. We'd like to do that. Well, we're going to have to get some tolls or something like that. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we can get some other ways to get some money out of you, some fees and licenses and everything like that. So hold, hold tight, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your seats because the state of Connecticut, we're going to take off. <laughs> yeah, here they come. Here they come. Ned is salivating, thinking about all the new money that he can, uh, he can, he can take out of your pockets and, and put into his. That's what they're all about, these Democrats. It's an amazing thing. Hello, Todd. Um, This uh, House of Representatives vote thing is just out of control. I just want to point out to the American people, though, 
these people are being paid $174,000 a year to eat popcorn, drink, and sit there with blankets like it's a joke. If I refuse to work with someone else at my job, I'd probably end up getting fired. These people should be trying to bridge the gap between one another and do what's right for, for, for the people who they work for. Instead, they're all just playing games, all of them. Yeah, well, they don't work for us. That, that, that contract got severed. They still get paid to, but they don't. So people have to wise up with their votes. 860-522-9842. Let's take a little break, and we will return on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, we're playing the rants. We are. Kevin McCarthy, he plays the role of the Washington Generals to the Globetrotters of the Rhino League. Insert Sweet Georgia Brown theme song here. Yeah. Yes, uh, Mr. Feinberg, if you could please correct Mr. Schaffman on his uh, use of prime meridian. It's post-meridian. Wait, that's Mr. Shadduck. I never thought about that. <laughs> the name confusion. Yes, uh, Mr. Feinberg, if you could please correct Mr. Schaffman on his uh, use of prime meridian. It's post-meridian, not prime meridian. And that's this is in honor of... Mr. Bob Steele, thank you. Bye. Well, I think I think the reason Shattuck says it wrong is because so many people call to correct him, and he finds that delightful somehow. He's got a quirky sense of humor, in case you haven't noticed. Hi, Todd. This is Everett from East Hartford. I'm actually calling to uh, back you up on the third party. Oh, good. I like when people... I want to start a third party. I am starting a third party. I'm in the very early stages of contemplating the issues that and, and how to approach it and, and what the intellectual premise is. And for us to have conversations, to get everybody used to the idea of what the new belief system is, we are going to return Connecticut to a belief in the American system of government and then hopefully spread that whole idea out into the country and across the country. Our founding fathers were smart enough to divide the government into three sections because they knew if they divided it into two, that it could be very easily corrupted. If we start with a third party, hopefully we could take people from both parties so you don't weaken just one, and the third party will become equal, if not greater, than the others. I think it's to the best interest of the American public to start a third party just to make it that much harder for the politicians to scam us. Thanks. Have a great day. Well, I love the way you're thinking because stopping them from scamming us is the goal. The Republican Party should be doing that in the state of Connecticut. The Republican Party in the state of Connecticut should be stopping the plunderers from plundering. And instead, they see themselves as being so weak and pathetic that all they can do is be lapdogs to the big bad Democrats and cut little deals to get bites of their candy bars once in a while. But no no actual meals for themselves. And, and with regard to standing up for some principles or or using the, the time of powerlessness that the Republican Party is in in the state to create an intellectual premise upon which you could win an election perhaps next time, they sit there and do nothing. 
except make deals with the Democrats in exchange for getting slaps on the back about how bipartisan and wonderful they are. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Yes, the media left wing radicals are a bunch of hypocrites. The and same with the politicians, like with Black Lives Matter and Atifa. Oh, have the police stand down. Well, now they're just doing the opposite. Oh, oh, help us, help us, give me a break. It's a bunch of hypocrites. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing more reaching back and, and uh, finding old rants from the same date. That one is, I believe, from two years ago today. I'm sitting here on the day when the Patriots stormed the Capitol. Glad that they did. Message erased. Smart for deletion. That one's from two years ago. I don't know why it got cut off in the middle like that. I don't know who was producing two years ago. This is very interesting. One, six, 2021. 20, Hear that? That's John giving us the timestamp. I always wondered why John ta- timestamps all of his calls. There you have it. A quarter after 6 p.m. I Listening to this all going on in Washington, none of this is President Trump's fault. How they keep referring to him or his supporters. How do we know that these people who have done this outrageous stuff are not Democrats? All right, that was John two years ago. A lot of water under the dam since then. We'll play more of John coming up, but let's slip Jim from Plymouth in. Hey, Jim. Hello there. What's up? How are you? Rocking and rolling. Boy, listen, this is January 6th, two-year anniversary. Yes, sir. I'm an, old, I'm an old proud boy. And I'll tell you what, I was not there that day, but I had friends that were. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, I was told by these men, and I have pictures, they were let in by the Capitol Police, let in the doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching Joe Biden talk in his rant and everything. He never mentioned one word about Ashley Babbitt. Not one gunshot went off. Nothing went off other than the gunshot from whoever that cop was that shot Ashley Babbitt. It's absolutely terrible, and it's unjust. It's unjust. That man right there is a clown. And I can't even say the rest. I can't even tell you what I think about Joe Biden because... He is god awful, and he's destroying this. Co- so, are you sa- are you saying you're a former proud boy, or you're still a member? Correct, former. I was. And why did you I, stop being a proud boy? I didn't have the time to listen. When you're someone, when you got you got a, if you join a baseball team, like I used to play ball, if I can't give a hundred percent time to something, no, I, get then I that. can't join it. Jim, can you hold on? We have to go to our news break, but I'd love to talk more to you about proud boyness and stuff. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. Hold on. Jim's going to stay with us from Plymouth. We will get ourselves a news update, and we'll talk with him and play some more rants. 
when we continue on WTIC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, come on, why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. Oh, yes. So Jim called just before we went to news and started talking about having been a proud boy. And he had to stop because he's not a good enough proud boy. So, uh, Jim, I wanted to learn more about it. Tell us about what it means to be a proud boy. What's the allure? The allure is uh, the United States American it's the Constitution. We stand up for our Constitution. We love our Second Amendment. Second Amendment gives us a chance to be to to, to fight. The Second Amendment is there for the simple fact that we fight against our government. It's not, it's not to take lives. It's so we can defend ourselves. When we have our guns taken away from us, what good are we anymore? So the Proud Boys are a Second Amendment group? Absolutely. 100%. And I'll tell you what. You know, I don't know if you remember a story back, I think it was probably April of this year. We had a coat drive and a food drive. I'm sorry, the food drive. We donated seven eight nine hundred pounds of food and we donated it to a town and it was in it was enfield mm-hmm. and this loaves and fishes or something like that was called and they denied it said we were a hate group what hate group goes out of their way to get donations almost a thousand pounds of food and then delivers it and then these people they don't take it from us they're starving people all over hartford we had a coat drive they wouldn't take it from us in hartford they would not take the coats. These are yeah, coats. Freezing I remember. People. And all the stories at the time were suggesting that that was the only thing to do because, you know, there were, there was like, uh, you know how the media just reports things one way, the, the way of the Democrats. And and so there's all that reporting that says you guys are hate groups and you yeah. guys are a hate group and therefore nobody should accept your donations. Well, I can personally tell you this. 
I I know each and every person that is in right now in the Connecticut Proud Boys, mm-hmm. and there isn't a mean bone in any one of them. However, I can tell you this. I don't know any of their first names. This is how it's gone. That's how it is. You don't know everyone's first name because we are that quote-unquote hate group, which we are absolutely not. I, I don't understand. You're saying you don't use your first names? You don't give them out no. to each other? No. We all have we all have our own little secret code name, if you will. So you can maintain your anonymity? Correct. So that people don't dime you out? Absolutely. But I what mean, would they uh, dime you out for if you're just spreading love and, and gifts? Well, because the media portrays us as a hate group. So if that's the case, then I'm a white supremacist, which I'm not. We have black, Puerto Rican, Asian, Brazilian, all of it, right in Connecticut Proud Boys chapter. We have all of that. There is no race. There is no race. It's all just a a group of men who think the same way, who love our country, Mm -hmm. do not want to see it destroyed. That's, That's what it is. There's no hate at all from any one of these men that I've met. Absolutely not. And and in what way do you get together? How do you get to know them? Uh, there's meetings, monthly meetings. And that's what you had to give up? You couldn't go to the meetings anymore? I could not, no. I couldn't make them. It was how, do you, you know, how do you exercise that activist muscle? How do you keep yourself involved? Well, I'm a big newspaper. I read the newspaper, and I watch the news every single day. I read all my my news feeds that come in every single day. And I'm, listen, <laughs> that was funny. When I was part of the group, they were like, well, what's going on next? Oh, you're going to ask ask me. I was the guy to ask, what's going on? Well, I, I can tell them all. I'm super involved in politics, mm-hmm. super involved in politics. And honestly, I come from a very political background. I'm very good at it, and I'll be honest with you, there's going to be a point where I actually think I may run for, you know, maybe small-town mayor or first selectman, depending on where I settle, because I like to see change, and I like the right thing done. Well, that's the right way to do it, is is go right into the middle of it and and, uh, say what you think. I've never been one to back down from it. It sounds that way. It's it's great to talk with you. This is uh, really fascinating. Anything else you think people should know about the Proud Boys? That they are there for that particular reason, because they love our country, and not for any other reason. They don't want any other, they don't want, we don't want any tyrannical type government, which is kind of what we're seeing now. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Kevin McCarthy. I think he's in cahoots with Mitch McConnell, who's a rhino. I like Matt Gates, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think he's pretty good. He's solid. He stands for what he's... He digs it. He digs his deep his feet into the earth, and he's and he's forthright. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Uh, I'm glad you Listen. called. Hey, man, I appreciate it too. I, I appreciate you taking the call and actually listening to what I had to say about the Proud Boys. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, that's a great, great bunch of guys, and we are in no way, shape, or form racist at all. Like I told you, the diversity that is in our group. Yes. Well, well, when I was in it, I've been out for uh, almost two years. But, yeah, they are just a wonderful bunch of men who do very good things for good towns and good people. Is it just men? I'm sorry? It's Is all it men. Just yes. All men. However, that, yeah. however, however, the women 
there's a lot of a lot of woman activity. However, they just uh, it's it's the proud boys, not the proud girls. <laughs> okay, so it's a guys <laughs> only. Jim, thank you. Yeah. Great to talk with you. You too. Thank you, Todd. All right, stay in touch. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. How about that? A proud boy. A couple of years later. So let's go back and listen to this complete call from John, who was calling two years ago, in response to what he saw on January sixth. He called two years ago today, and left this rant. One six twenty twenty one. A quarter after six p.m. I. Listening to this all going on in Washington, none of this is President Trump's fault. How they keep referring to him or his supporters, how do we know that these people who have done this outrageous stuff are not Democrats or anti-Trump supporters to make the President Trump look bad. All I've been getting since it started until still at 6.15. Yes, John? What happened? We lost the end of it. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know where the rest of the rants went. We got chopped right in the middle of John. I'll find it. We'll get it figured out. There is an interesting concept here. I wanted to run by you. As we watch what's happening in Washington and we think about the divide, this is a, an opinion piece in the Washington Post. A guy named Jason Willick appeared this morning. And the title is The House Spectacle Highlights a Key Difference Between the Parties. What makes a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives? The simple answer is more than half of the chamber, or 218 of the the 435 seats. The more complete answer might be, it depends which party is forming the majority. And it goes on to describe a difference between Democrats and Republicans, that Democrats build their support one way, and Republicans do it another way. And I found their, this uh, framing of it to be very interesting. The story, he says, isn't about personalities involved primarily, though there are some colorful ones. It's about a party structure that today makes the Democrats more susceptible to top-down partisan control and the GOP susceptible to bottom-up ideological revolts. So the... The, the Republicans are the grassroots party, he's saying, and the Democrats are the controlled by the authority figures at the top party. I think that's what he's saying. As political scientists Matt Grossman and David Hopkins wrote in their book Asymmetric Politics in 2016, while the Democratic Party is fundamentally a group coalition, the Republican Party can be most accurately characterized as the vehicle of an ideological movement. Now, I don't know if he thinks he's insulting us or complimenting us, uh, those of us who aren't Democrats, by saying that we are ideological, but this 
is really interesting. First of all, we are. So we can't be bought as easily as the Democrats can. And he doesn't say it outright. He doesn't he doesn't say there's anything wrong with the way the Democrats are structured. But he says ideological movements are less flexible, i.e. Republicans. There's pressure for alignment among members. And even when members are mostly aligned, remaining differences may seem all the more significant. McCarthy's move rightward hasn't done much to shore up his positions with his opponents. Since Asymmetric Politics was published, Democrats have grown increasingly ideological and the, ideolo the ideology on the side of the GOP has changed. Yet it's still the case that the Democratic Party in the electorate as an organizational network and in government is organized around group interests. The party's self-conscious constituent groups include, for example, indebted college graduates intellectuals, the expert class, government employee unions, and the organized civil rights apparatus. So I, what he's talking about is from a, a political science perspective, what we talk about here all the time, and that is that Democrats buy the, their voters' loyalty by giving them stuff. They either give them money or they give them other government favors or policy favors that build loyalty and that makes them able to function as a more loosely connected group the democrats and therefore it's easier for for them to manage a, a very close margin in the in the house of representatives it's easier for them to get voters who can't relate to each other to still want to vote for democrats but because republicans are ideological there is a belief system driving the loyalty to the party. It makes it harder to put up with inconsistencies in the devotion that the party shows to those ideologies. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a split along ideological lines inside of the House of Representatives where there's 20 people who've been voting against McCarthy. And they're viewed uh, by, the, by the Democrats who control the media as something shocking. There's people inside of politics caring about their beliefs. This is not something Democrats are used to seeing. 860-522-9842, call in a rant. 860-751-4698. And remember, we've got Order Up coming up during the 5 o'clock hour. We talk food on WTIC. Now, back to the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Rock and roll, it's Friday weekend time. How delightful is that? Another weekend coming your way. So I um, I'm gonna I found the original version of this John rant and I'll I'll play the original version so you can hear it complete. It's been hard to get it done, but I think we will do it now. One six twenty twenty one a quarter after six p.m. I 
listening to this all going on in Washington, none of this is President Trump's fault. How they keep referring to him or his supporters, how do we know that these people who have done this outrageous stuff are not Democrats? So this was two years ago today. John phoned this in. He was watching coverage of what was going on in Washington. Or anti-Trump supporters to make the President Trump look bad. All I've been getting since it started until still at 6.15 is innuendos. Okay. People on the news media are not news media. They have no idea what's going on. They are locked out like the rest of us. The president is doing what he can do. President, uh, Vice President uh, Pence is doing what he can do. We don't know who these people are who have caused this damage. All right, so John was not happy with what he was seeing, but he didn't like the coverage. And we've seen that kind of coverage continue for the two years since. That is little explaining of anything other than the the left's viewpoint of what this was all about. And it seems to me there's a lot of reporting that remains to be done. 860-522-9842. Ralph in South Carolina. Hey, Ralph. Good afternoon, Uh during the last uh, election cycle, you notice the Democrats talking about democracy was on the ballot? Yes. Well, they're right, because if you watch what's going on right now in, this, uh, in the House, Republicans are free thinkers, can think for themselves, and getting their ideas and talking about ideas. And the Democrats are like a bunch of elephants holding each other's tails. Uh, everyone voting exactly the same, no difference, no one capable of thinking for themselves, told what to do, when to do, how to vote, and that is not democracy. I'm sorry. So I think the American people are getting a lesson in real democracy from the Republicans and in uh, dictatorship from the Democrats. At least that's what, what it looks like to me. It's interesting because the media coverage makes it look like there's something wrong with Republicans, that they aren't all herded into a single flock that can, uh, that, that can just do what they're told. Isn't it funny how they make that look like a, that's a liability? Absolutely. Can I ask you a question? Uh, when God created everyone, he gave each one of us a brain, didn't he? Well, most of us. Well, most, you're right, most of us. And he gave us the brain for reasons to be able to think for our for ourselves and make our own decisions. But apparently, the Democrats and uh, their leadership have no uh, concept of thinking for yourself and saying, "Well, no. well I kind of disagree with this." They call uh, any votes that don't go the way management expects them to go. They call that chaos. They say the yeah, house is in that. chaos. I don't see any chaos. Neither do I. I see the American uh, system working the way it's supposed to work, that our our forefathers uh, wanted it to work. And I think we'll be much better off if uh, McCarthy goes away and somebody else comes out in charge. Well, I think, you know, let's give McCarthy a chance. I look at it this way. If he screws up, then they've got to deal with that. But give the man a chance. Well, I'll give him a uh, chance, but I'd like to have somebody else who's not 
who who's the evidence supports that he might be more imaginative and individual than McCarthy seems to be. And who would your choice be? Oh, I don't know. I would just like to see I would like to see them pick somebody they really want instead of being forced to uh you know, through all this arm twisting and embarrassment and leverage and they want to get home for whatever reason this weekend. You know, there's a lot of pressure to get it done. No, I understand that. But, I mean, you look at uh, Nancy Pelosi when she uh, ran the, the, the show down there. It was a dictatorship. Well, it was, and that's what they think speakers are supposed to do. Thank you, Ralph. Got to run to a traffic update. We're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher, all baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 